So I watched a video that was recommended to me about a lot of things that went into the public domain as of this week. Because a lot of things that were created in 1927, I should say, have gone into the public domain. Basically, the law, as far as I know, just by hearing all this about public domain stuff, is that after 93 years or so, Anything that has not been re-registered into copyright by the people that own said copyright becomes public domain. And in this case, a lot of things went public domain. Maybe not so many that were major and all that, if you will. Not so many that were major, but, you know, just enough. There was enough that went public domain, like... One of the examples they gave, or this person gave, that went public domain is the rest of the Sherlock Holmes uh, stories. That's right. A lot of the, you know, basically a major- basically the rest of the Sherlock Holmes stories that were still owned uh, by the Dole uh, uh, family, if you will, has not gone into public domain, and the people that did this was Steve Shives, Steve Shives, if you will. Yeah, he basically said that a lot of things went into public domain uh, essentially a couple days ago when he did this video. And like I said, one of the major ones he pointed out was the Sherlock Holmes uh, stories that were still owned by the Doyle uh, family uh, that they tried to keep a hold of, but they couldn't do so, and as a result, they became public domain. But here's what's interesting, though. Next year, because he even said, he even mentioned this, I should say, not said, well, he did say, but he mentioned it, alluded to it at the end, that the Dole family were not really very, I, I guess you could say, understanding of how public domain would go, or very receptive of, hey, we'll let you own or not you own, but we'll let you use some of our titles for ad- adaptations into, you know, uh, movies and radio plays and, you know, stage plays and stuff like that, you know, um, reissues in various different media. They were never really humble about that. They were never really accepting about that, and they would basically charge, you know, I guess an undisclosed amount to basically get money off the works, even though the, even though Steve Shives points out that they really didn't really care about these stories created by someone that practically they don't even know about because the person that created these Sherlock Holmes stories passed away in the 1930s. But he brings this up due to the fact that he said... Uh, jokingly, but kind of not so jokingly, that if you think the Dole family, you know, is very hesitant and very protective of property, even though it's property they really have no association with um, for a while, never really cared about, only thing they cared about was the money, you think they're kind of stivy about it, just wait till you see what these guys next year in 2024 do, and he was pointing at the logo of Disney that uh, appeared on the screen. And he is right about that. He is technically right about that because Disney next year will lose, unless they do something here in 2023, they will lose basically Mickey Mouse to public domain.
Now, to clarify, they're not going to lose all of Mickey Mouse, no. Only the early interpretations, very early interpretations of 1928 to about, I think, 1933 or so. Around that time frame, you know, I could be wrong. But basically, between 1928 and I would say basically early to mid-1930s uh, is where they could lose, you know, Mickey Mouse from. Everything else from, I'm assuming, late 30s into early 40s and beyond still are part of Disney's um, library. They're still part of Disney's household, if you will. But yeah, basically the early works of Mickey Mouse and even Minnie Mouse will go into public domain. And we're also talking the early appearances of Clarabelle Cow, Horse Horse Collar, and even Peg Leg Pete, who I think even Pete by now should be in public domain because he was part of the Alice shorts that Disney did. And I don't know if the Alice shorts are um, public domain or Disney retained them. I think Disney may have retained them. I'm not really sure, but I could say this. If they did, you know, then that definitely tells me that not only did they go out of their way to get the Alice shorts still under the Disney umbrella, but it definitely tells me that they're going to do probably a similar campaign to keep everything Mickey and Minnie Mouse and Horse, Horse Color, and Club About Cow under lock and key. So even though 2024 does mean, as of right now, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Club About Cow and Horse, horse color, you know, and such will go into public domain. Do not be surprised that if throughout this entire year, one, you know, at one point, at one time, don't be surprised that throughout this entire year, at some point, Disney comes out with news that they have retained ownership of all Mickey Mouse. Because I'll tell you what's really, uh, not, not what's really, but what really set them off to probably want to do that. And that is Winnie the Pooh. That's right. Earlier last, at the beginning of last year, I should say, Winnie the Pooh's um, early stories of him, Piglet, Eeyore, um, if you will, and a few others, the early stories of him, Piglet, Eeyore, Christopher Robin, those went into public domain. And because they went into public domain, uh, basically, we're gonna get thing. We're gonna end up getting things like, let's say, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, and Blood and Honey. Yeah, we're getting that horror film, that low budget horror film, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. We are getting that. But it's because of something like that that I feel Disney, though looking at the early works of Mickey Mouse of 1928 to about the early to mid-30s, they're looking at that and they're saying, oh no, we're not about to let what happened to Winnie the Pooh happen to you know our character. We're not about to let that happen. So what I assume is going to occur is Disney is going to do whatever it takes, shill out as much money as they can to make sure all of Mickey Mouse is under lock and key. I mean, you have Bob Iger now in charge, right? And he's basically looking, along with the rest of the Disney board, at who could succeed him within the next year or two. And if I'm Bob Iger, and I have my successor, whoever I choose and the board chooses, will be the best, op- you know, best, you know, person for the job. 
if I'm me and my successor along with the board, one of the first things I do here in 2023 is I start work on retaining, you know, everything Mickey Mouse, not just the current works that's still under the current and past works that are under the lock and key as we speak, but even the early works that have that as of next year will go into public domain. So I've got a feeling that before that throughout this year you're going to start hearing news of Disney working on retaining all of that. You're going to start hearing news of them working to retain all of those works to make sure that what happened with Winnie the Pooh in the early works based on him and his characters doesn't happen to Mickey Mouse and their characters. And that's pretty much a fact in my opinion. But you know what's even more crazy? You know what's even more crazy? I asked online, you know, when certain characters from Warner Brothers, the Looney Tunes, would go into public domain. And basically I was told around the, 19th, uh, around the 2030s. That's right. The 2030s is when characters like uh, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig... Elma Fudd and such would go, Petunia, if you will, would go into public domain. Yeah, they would go into public domain, which means basically Warner Brothers has another decade or so to do whatever they can to retain all rights to the early works of these Looney Tune characters. Yeah, they have basically a decade or so to retain all rights. And believe me, knowing they have plenty of time to make that happen, they will do it. Just like Disney, I know throughout this year, I have a feeling it's going to do whatever it takes to retain ownership of the early works of Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Horse, Horse Color, and Clarabelle Cow, and such, to prevent them from going into a situation where we can get a repeat of Winnie the Pooh and have Mickey and his friends in horse fashion or whatever. They will do what it takes. They will. Don't, don't think they won't, because they will. And what's even more crazy is I asked online, I looked online, I asked, when would the Mario Brother franchise go into public domain? And you know what they said? They said 2080s. Yeah, so at least Nintendo has plenty of time to be like, yeah, uh, we're not going to let anybody have Mario. (laughs) You know, not that a lot of us will be around at that time, you know. God willing, you know, maybe a miracle will happen. We will we all achieve immortality, but still, God willing, that is. But still, a lot of us will not be around at that time. But I'll tell you this, any of our future generations that are growing up right now, that are probably in their single digits, maybe even just hitting the two-digit mark, yeah. By the time you guys get into your 70s and your, what is it, your... You're 90? You're, no, you're... What was it? Your, what would it be? Your, if you're 10 now, oh, and you got another 60-something years, you got seven, yeah, by the time you guys hit your 70s, and maybe even your 60s, if you will, you know, for those of you that are going to hit those age range, I can tell you this, 
you better hope and pray that the generation that comes after you helps to mean that comes after you helps to Nintendo to retain the Mario rights because I can tell you, come the 2080s, those go in the public domain. Who knows how far in advance of technology and stuff will be at that time? But still, it's kind of strange that when you ask about and you look up, you know, where certain characters will be, you know, in the near future of a public domain, it really makes your imagination one wild as to the possibilities as to what we will see and get. I mean, I, I mean the fact that, again, you had some notable stuff, not, not so much, but, you know, you had some notable stuff going to public domain this year, like even lost media, like that Long Cheney uh, horror film, the London at Midnight thing or whatever it was, that even James Wolfe talked about going into public domain. That there going into public domain, you know, whatever footage is left can be recreated. Yeah. I mean, if you can have... Uh, turn on classic movies, be able to find a way to recreate the movie with what they found. Do you not think with today's technology, the, as much as it's advanced, and this movie going into public domain, that essentially anybody that gets their hands on it could say, hey, we're going to do a remake of this and give it a more modern feel? They will. Or not probably just look at the screen, the certain scenes that you can find from the original movie and say, hey, we're going to recreate that scene. You know, just to see what it would look like in, you know, a uh, moving picture. They would. But again, one of the more interesting things that he pointed out was was the Sherlock Holmes stories. The last of them, which kind of completes, you know, kind of the series at the time, you know, at this time. That's now in public domain. And you know what's crazy is nobody has to really worry about the Doyle family wanting money because they can't ask for money if, if, you know, the Sherlock Holmes stories are public domain and anybody can do what they want with these Sherlock Holmes stories. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. A, a good ex- prime example is they can get as crazy and creative as they want to get, if you will. Yeah, they can get as crazy and creative as they want to be. I mean, you want to do a Lovecraftian, psychedelic Lovecraftian kind of story of Sherlock Holmes. Holmes, you know, for a movie where it's kind of an adaption of one of the stories, but it has things like, you know, a female character can tend to goo and melt and enjoy and be erotic about it. This, you know, these stories now all being in the public domain, that can be done. That can now be done. And that's why when you hear people like Steve Shivers say Disney would be the kind of people who would be like, no, you're not going to do that to our stories, or not our story, but our character. You know, when you hear people, when you hear you know, someone like him say, hey, they're going to, you know, really be tight lip, you know, be tight sound and lipped on this, I believe him. You know, I believe him. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are, though, on, you know, some of the things that are out in public domain as of this year and some of the future things coming into public domain next year and the years to come. Do you think, like, with Disney, you know, 
you know, Warner Brothers will do what they can to retain all the early works of the Looney Tune characters that will go to public domain, like Bugs, Daffy, Porky, and somewhat, like Petunia and all that. And do you think Disney, throughout this year, will do what they can to retain the early works of Mickey to make sure what happened with Winnie the Pooh doesn't happen with their character? Let me know down below in the comment section. And let me know down below in the comment section as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video, guys. You will get an audio podcast version of this as well. But give me your thoughts. What do you, how do you feel about this? Let me know down below in the live chat, and I will talk to you all later.